You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for InBetweenDrafts.com. I'm Johnny Grooney. And I'm Travis Imus. And today we're doing a manga recap of One Piece chapter 1097, titled Ginny. And I'm sure, Travis, that you're about to gin up some theories about this chapter. Am I right? Hey, that one was pretty good. I'm, I'm going to give you points for that one. Took me some time. Yeah. As usual, we're going to be discussing spoilers for the One Piece manga up until this chapter. So if you have not yet read chapter 1097, be sure to do so now for free on the Viz website or the Shonen Jump app, which is linked in the show notes as always. And remember, all new One Piece chapters are available to read for free up to three weeks after their official release or whenever you want if you're subscribed to Shonen Jump, which we are and do recommend. Uh, Travis, now I do have some bad news before we get started this evening. Um, now, I was just looking at our world-famous email address. Uh, everybody knows it, rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. Everyone knows it by heart. Um, but unfortunately, we, we haven't been getting any emails, and I don't know why. It, it's almost like people are are trying to communicate with us another way, but I don't know how. Oh, well, that would, uh, that would uh, uh, you know, I you, you might have missed the message for this because it didn't go to our email, uh, but we have a Discord server now. Wait, people are using that? Yeah, but our producer. Our producer, Rookie D Pirate, assured me that the Discord was no longer functional. No, I think he was messing with you. I'm pretty sure that was that. I think pretty sure he was just seeing how gullible you were. Giving you the old Usopp invitation, you know. Well, you're going to have to remind me, Travis. What What is our Discord? How does it work? Our dis- it's our in-between drafts Discord server. So more than just for Rookie Pirate Radio, our Discord server covers everything that is uh, featured on in-between drafts from music, movies, books, TV, uh, a lot of anime talk. Uh, as we record this, uh, news of a Zelda movie just broke. So there's going to be some chatter going on in there as we do this about that, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, all kinds of things. In fact, I'm thinking about uh, the fact that our end of year lists will be coming up very soon, and it might be fun to do some community voting just for fun in that Discord. So check out the show notes and come join us there. Travis, I'm looking at our Discord right now, and I'm in the One Piece spoilers channel where we talk about the latest manga releases, and there's all kinds of amazing theories in here. There's even one from me about Frankie dying. That's actually kind of sad. Why would I say that? That's it's a little bit of a cursed idea, uh, you know. It's not the it's 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 probably the theory of yours that has bothered me the most, mostly because I do not want my sweet boy to die. Um, if you're curious about that and you're like, wait, what is John talking about? Is he being for real? He is being for real, but you're gonna have to check out the Discord to find yeah, out. Yeah, that going one on. that one's a Discord exclusive theory. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Until I bring it up in ten chapters. Uh let's get into these main beats though. We have a lot to get to and we don't have a ton of time today. So we're we're just gonna keep it straight to the chapter and uh kind of a straightforward chapter. I think there are only a few things that the community have has really been obsessing over since this chapter came out. And so it might be a more focused discussion here, but so let's, let's begin. So, okay, again, this is 1097 chapters called Ginny, which I know Travis, maybe you're like me. As soon as I saw that, I was, ex- I was ready for pain. I was like, well, this is, this is the part where we're going to, you know, we're going to like Ginny and Ginny's going to be, we're going to be endeared to Ginny and we're going to love her. And then Oda's going to take her away from us. Here we go. 
So we actually open up with a reader request and it has Ginny and Kuma on it. That's kind of fun. I don't remember if you've ever seen that before, like in the middle of a flashback, incorporating the flashback versions of characters through a reader request. Uh, in this case, we see Kuma catching salmon and uh, we even see a couple of the old, those crew members that uh, join Bonnie's crew later on are there. So kind of fun. Yeah, on, it's, uh, I yeah. like it. I liked. I like the integration a lot. It kind of feels like Oda's pocketed this particular reader request and had it for a while, waiting right. for a good moment. Yeah, maybe for like ten years. It's like no. very possible. Very possible. <laughs> All right, so onto the chapter itself. We begin eight years after the God Valley incident. I know some people were kind of sad and annoyed that we didn't get more God Valley, but I mean, come on, people, it would have been too much of a detour and an arc that is probably pretty famous at this point for detours. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, now 30 years ago. So again, eight years after that. And Kuma is now 17 years old. He is a pastor in the Sorbet Kingdom. Not only is he Bonnie's father, he's the he's a father of the cloth, if you catch my meaning. And he's using his pawpaw fruit powers to take away the pain of all the old timers who visit him, but only once a week on Sundays. As we also see Ginny at age 21, remember she's four years older than him, calling these people greedy for asking Kuma so much without paying. But we quickly find out that Kuma isn't just taking away their pain, he also has to absorb the pain himself, the same way Zoro had to when nothing happened, right? Otherwise, it will fester and just go back to the people he helped and that would be bad. Ginny is, of course, distraught by this happening every single week to Kuma, but she also seems to understand that the old-timers can't afford to pay them because the cruel King Bakori will throw them in jail if they don't pay the heavenly tribute to the celestial dragons. So they bring Kuma and Ginny food instead. Five years later, not much has changed, except now Ginny is proposing marriage to Kuma. It kind of implied to be on a regular basis, but he refuses, noting that even though marriage would probably make them very happy, he doesn't want to bring Ginny the same misery that fell upon his parents. Wait, Trevs, isn't that exactly what I said last week that almost, would happen? Almost word for word as oh, the actual translation. Yes, you did. Wow, how interesting. Uh, very he interesting. He, yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to, uh, yeah, yeah, what happened to her happened, what happened to his mother happened to her. So he changes the subject to the goings-on of the Freedom Fighters, led by Dragon, and he tells Ginny he wants to use his life to help others too by going out to sea. Three more years pass. I mean, this is a ch this is a chapter that kind of spans some some time. Uh, three years pass, and we see Kuma with his signature bear hat now, storming the royal city of the Sorbet Kingdom in the north demanding that the king return the prisoners he took, or apparently a bunch of people from the south. He finds out that the royal army has been told they're free to do what they want with people from the south, where Kuma's church is. And once he finds out they're being turned into slaves, he loses it, and he attacks the army in an act of total rebellion. We then cut to King Bakari talking to one of his advisors about his new policy of declaring the southern part of Sorbet Kingdom a lawless land, so that they can cut the citizens there loose and pay less in heavenly tribute to the world government because they have fewer official, in quotes, citizens. Meanwhile, Kuma is now in prison and is joined by Ginny and those two former bully kids who tried to petition for his freedom and got beat up. While in captivity, they lament over the current situation with the king, and Ginny declares that to fight back, they have to take on the whole world government, not just the king. The scene quickly shifts, and we see the freedom fighters attacking Sorbet Kingdom and forcing the king to revoke the enslavement policy. And they also make their way to the prison to liberate Kuma and Ginny, and they are none other than Monkey D. Dragon and Ivankov, who ask them to join their cause. 
And they apparently agreed right away because then we see a wide panel explaining what happens next in which the freedom fighters become the revolutionary army after the arrival of the great era of piracy, the tragic fall of Ohara, and finally the addition of Kuma to the twin pillars of their army. Dragon explains in a few quick panels that to succeed, the revolutionaries have to secure a solid source of funds by acting like mercenaries and overthrowing kings around the world, then recruiting people from these rebellions and teaching them how to fight. So we kind of get like a crash course on Dragon's plan with the revolutionary army, kind of a rehash, but also a reconfirmation in some ways. Now, while aboard a suspicious looking ship, by the way, with sword looking sails, Kuma asks Dragon how he knows so much about weapons, and he reveals that uh, he spent some time in the Navy. So we get another huge reveal there. Uh, a huge reveal in the sense that a lot of people predicted Dragon was in the Navy, but now we know for sure. Um, but uh, Dragon also says that he could not find any of the justice they wear on their backs. Pretty heavy. Eight more years later, we see Kuma returning to Sorbet Kingdom alone, and in the next panel, we see Ginny in a random country, it's just called a certain country, don't know where, with some revolutionaries, saying she can't wait to meet up with Kumachi's group the next day, but then we see some mysterious footsteps, and we cut to Dragon at the Revolutionary Army headquarters in Baltigo, being told that Ginny has been captured. No break next week, and, and in fact, I'm going to be reading, I think I'm going to be reading this one tomorrow. So we'll see how wrong I am about a lot of things that are about to go down. Because first of all, Travis, we now have so many things basically confirmed. Yes. Um, can we just put to bed at this point, Bonnie and Kuma, not blood related? They just aren't. It, 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 I, it can't be, right? I, I mean, this is it. This is exactly what we were talking about last week. If we go further in the timeline, we, you know, you posited very specifically the the issue of Buccaneer blood being passed down. That has panned out exactly as expected. Uh and the timelines are now we are getting to a point where either Bonnie actually is a child or it's probably something else. Like we're there. Yeah. You are correct. You are correct. There has to be something else going on here. I think it's all but confirmed that she is a child. There have been way too many hints and drops. I mean, we saw her as a child when she was in the seawater. You know, Vegapunk called her a child. All these characters keep calling her a child. And I think I think it's all but basically confirmed. She's got to be around like at this point, 10 to 12 years old, probably. So she has to be born sometime after this. Um, the other thing is that she could be a clone. But yeah. I think I'm off the clone theory at this point um, for a couple. It's of it's really, really got to come down to what happens next, because we are missing well, Vegapunk from this flashback, which there, yes. at this point to me is probably a deal breaker on the clone thing, because I, I mean, Ed, I agree. My assumption was last week when we talked about this was that Kuma had a relationship with Vegapunk. He called that in because we knew that Vegapunk had a relationship with Dragon. But at this point, the, all of these pieces are separate from each other. Um, the incident on Ohara has already happened, but Vegapunk and Dragon meeting is separate from Dragon and Kuma meeting. I don't think there's a connection there. So... I'm going to table the clone theory for now and just kind of let this one play out with what it looks like. We get a massive clue and it's an unfortunate one. It's one that I'm about to say this and, and Travis, you're going to, you may never speak to me again. And, and, and maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll look at me and you'll say, John, why, why would you even manifest this in words? But there are a lot of instances, instances in this chapter where unfortunately, Ginny is objectified. 
quite a bit. They make a fine point of it of saying that she is a very beautiful woman. <sighs> and we kind of know that she's about to get captured. And we kind of know that I think that who she's, who's capturing her is probably someone very dangerous if they're able to, you know, capture her like in broad daylight, like in front of all these other soldiers. First of all, I think it's Saturn or some other, maybe like a holy knight or something. And I think that somebody is going to basically impregnate her. Um, I, I, I genuinely think that's where we're headed. I think this is about to get really dark, like definitely like extra level dark. And I think Bonnie is going to be Ginny's biological daughter. And I don't, something's going to happen to her where she's going to die. And Kuma's going to have to raise Bonnie. I don't know how Vegapunk works into that uh, at all. But I think it's going to be after the fact. So I, I will confess <sighs> to. I hate this. I, I I will confess to entertaining the idea that this is not where Ginny dies, but rather something else happens. Because right. I think that's the case. I don't think it'll be immediate. Seen, I I mean, we've seen a lot of characters die in One Piece. Not as many as some people think we have. We should have, but we've seen a lot of characters die, and we've seen the effects that those deaths have had on those on those characters but the kuma that we're seeing in these flashbacks is still so drastically different from the kuma that we that we know even from thriller bark so something particularly cruel has to happen Mm -hmm. and and it has to be the kind of cruelty that that eventually pushes him specifically to be willing to give up himself you know one thing that has been a consistent through everything we've seen of kuma um when it comes to like the pacifistas in our interactions with vegapunk etc is consent he has consented to becoming what he is now why that happens still yet to be seen but something has to be the cause of it and it seems very likely just kind of based on familiarity with story beats that Ginny's fate has to deal with that. I do hope you're wrong though. I do. I, I hope you're wrong. I mean, because same. I, because honestly, and uh, I'm going to get a little off track. I don't want to waste too much time, but it's like watching an anime for 10, 11 episodes. And then out of nowhere, uh, they just insert a scene like that. And then the season ends and maybe that did happen with an anime this season that bugs the heck out of me. Even now, I will not tell you because it's technically a spoiler, but Hmm. I this is one of those things where I do consider usages of of content like that kind of hackneyed. I'll I'll be straight with you. I think there's um, I think there's a lot of other ways to go about such things. And that being said, one piece as a story has dabbled in these kind of really dark things before without having to depict them without having to actually sit down and be like oh we're edgy now uh so whatever happens i'm gonna go for the good old-fashioned let's trust oda let's see what happens uh but i do hope that it's not specifically that because i uh, that would be that would be kind of painful honestly not in a not in a good storytelling kind of way but in a Oh, we're going to be discoursing about this one for the rest of the series. kind of. Yes, yes. Um, One thought I had, though, is that if it is something along these lines and Saturn has something to do with it, 
here's what I would want so badly to happen, Travis, that when Kuma shows up on Egghead Highland, if he does, taking all the pain, all the anger and frustration and giving it to Saturn and having that be what like defeats Saturn, ooh. I want to uh, I want to talk about Oof. that, actually, that that's that is the number one thing that has stood out to me throughout this chapter is the is the pain bubble specifically. Number one, what a Chad Bartholomew Kuma just just because like to, when you think about scaling and let's be you know both power scaling and literal size scaling in one piece of ski wampus all over the place. So let's not take it too seriously. But the bubble that Kuma absorbs in the flashback is huge and it's huge compared to a huge man so you think about the you think about thriller bark you think about that that time that nothing happened and you you realize kuma has been doing that for a long time for years for for years and number one that's super bad that is just (laughs) bad as hell holy crap but number two he says specifically that if he leaves it, it will find its way back to its source. And yeah. that is fascinating to me because the bubble on Egghead Island is still on Egghead Island. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think it's like what? a homing device and that's how his powers it, work? Because well, I had that I thought, wonder... too, of like why he's able to teleport people in the first place. Well, not not even just that. I mean, the teleporting for sure that could play into it in like why he can select specific islands, which we know he can do, uh, I would assume, based on knowing where they are. But we know that he could pick specific spots. So I guess my question is, is time frame has like how long does it take for for such a thing to make its way back to its source? And more importantly, did Kuma cheat the world government? Did he just extract everything of himself and like put it in a bubble knowing that it would eventually make its way back to him? I think we didn't we even like speculate that at one point, like when we were in that chapter, because it does seem like there is a part of him that could still be out there. Right. I mean, at this point, that has to be it. That has to be what is driving him is something Mm -hmm. between that bubble and Egghead is is maybe connecting them. Uh, it could still be, you know, the ancient robot. That is still a factor that we haven't come back to. Not going to discount that. But it, it that it very specifically, we know now that that bubble isn't a static object, just absolutely fascinates the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. And does Bonnie interacting with that, has she absorbed that bubble? Because I would imagine the wounds that would cause would be excruciating. So probably not. I'm just, I'm just Probably curious not. how this all works. Not enough time has passed. Yeah. And it, it, she hasn't done it before. Yeah. It, it doesn't quite track, but I mean, I mean, we saw what it did to Zoro, right? Like we have a, we have a good indicator of just how much trauma could possibly be inflicted on the body from this. Yeah. So I don't think it was completely absorbed, but it is, it is interesting that it has stayed on egghead for a amount of time, minimum two years, because during that time he was fully converted and it hasn't moved hmm. it hasn't disseminated it, 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 it i'm just very is it because of the room it's in is vegapunk suppressing its movement somehow um and is he is is that why uh, is he abandoning it if uh if they abandon egghead there's so many different little things that this brings up that my mind is just racing but i do think it's going to be a critical 
piece of the puzzle when we finish this Kuma flashback and presumably he finally enters the story again. Right. And I got to say, the stocks have never been higher, in my opinion, on Bonnie joining the Straw Hats, just based on how traumatic this backstory is really turning out to be. If she Um, is a kid, that genuinely changes the math, I think, because the the Straw Hats do not have a kid on their crew. And that sounds weird, but Roger did. The only the only problem, I guess, is that her being like a kid and then also having the form of a woman on a ship with Sanji. Oh, 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 I mean, uh-oh. I mean, it, it's it's not that hard. It's not that hard to purse. Right. Because Sanji Sanji, number one, has displayed significantly better control recently. I think he's actually matured. I think we've talked about that. But mm-hmm, two, mm-hmm. I think all you have to do is tell him, hey, this isn't actually an adult. And I think the brain just processes that it is just like, OK, it's better shut off we're done you know like like he's still figuring out gender as a concept i know yamato has thrown him very very strange curveballs <laughs> um we we love our uh, she her king but uh i i'm i'm gonna give sanji the benefit of the doubt and be like as soon as the id card is checked he's done <laughs> like, wow. like oh that's that's turn but you know notably notably sanji's behavior with bonnie has been less I guess handsy too. It has been, yeah. Characters. He he kind of saves her and does all that stuff, but it it isn't like excessive. Like we don't see him being kind of like wacky. He, I mean, he I mean, he would like if he was catching Luffy, he'd catch Luffy in the same way, right? From yeah, a, yeah. from a couple of chapters ago. So I, you know, I think again, there's a, a lot addition. of reasons the kid thing still was weird to me, but that is not one of them, thankfully. <laughs> But even just like her powers, they're they're an interesting asset to the to the Straw Hats. And uh, we found out from the SBS uh, most recently from the new volume that uh, it's the age age through fruit, the Toshi Toshi, know me. And uh, it, it was a, it was a fine enough SBS. I thought it was there was some interesting I, stuff uh, there. I love that Oda was just basically, oh, I forgot to tell everybody yeah. the name of it instead of it like, be, like happened we've before. been speculating this big secret reveal or something. It happened like, with oh, Kidsford, didn't it? A kind of, but like I think with the, most of the supernovas, it just seems like maybe he had in his head that like that he thought he did like it's subaudian, you know, and I mean, it just didn't. I mean, every everything about them has been a fever dream from the moment they were put to paper. So I sure. mean, I wouldn't blame. I don't blame him. I think it's funny every time it happens. But Dragon was in the navy. Whoa, this is my shock face. I mean, we all kind of figured that he was in the navy, and that kind of informed you know, A, his dysfunction with Garp, and B, you know, the whole thing with, uh, you know, why why is he so against the world government? Well, he probably saw a lot of the injustice firsthand. And so we finally get our official confirmation on that. But there are a couple of things that are still lingering out there. Based on his age, it is possible he was present at the God Valley incident. It's possible that he wasn't, at least not at that point, or maybe, you know, witnessed the aftermath. And I do think there's something interesting that could be going on with that ship there. Because doesn't it look kind of different from... The, uh, the other ship we've seen him on? It does, yeah. I mean, it could be, because they're posing as mercenaries, right? It could be a, a, a distinctive choice. The old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like they, they're cell swords, so the sword emblem and everything. Um, but, I mean, ships have plenty of meaning. If that ship has a specific name, that would be pretty telling. Um, it does kind of look like a marine ship, you know, with the sail design. Um, the, the number of masts he could have straight up stole that thing which would be yeah fun. 
And and it honestly, you know, more stocks for the whole like Navy Civil War thing is kind of starting to come about. Um, I know a lot of people out there have been like really championing the idea of a Kainu, um, basically starting a new like anti-celestial dragon contingent. <laughs> but um, one of the reasons for that is uh, we're getting more and more like instances where like Oda is like sharply putting into the text like, you know, it's strange that the Navy and the revolutionaries are at odds. They they just want to help people. So there, there's a little bit of that this stuff is, going on. Now, Travis, I know this is my this is my uh, this yeah. is my uh, oh, the Kobe line had to be reinserted here. OK, <laughs> sure. Uh, it, it, it can be said, right, that like it's not as if they are just like against the Marines because they're against the Marines, but the Marines are more of an obstacle to subverting the power of the world government and they're just tools. But that said, I do wonder at times like if there is some kind of plan that Dragon has uh, in motion, you know, that has something to do with, you know, disrupting the Navy and like bringing those folks to his side, possibly. Yeah, I mean, sword sounds pretty, pretty high on the candidacy level mm -hmm. dragon does seem to be a guy with a plan he's not just doing the revolutionary bit to do revolutions not to discount you know revolutionary action or direct action but uh you know he he does seem to at least have a a, a broader picture of what he would like this all to be in service of which is which is good you know if, if, if one piece is going to be you know recreating the world at the end of this which a lot of people seem to be leaning towards theory having an idea of what that world would look like is a good idea uh i think dragon and kobe would be a fascinating couple of people to put in a room together as well uh, because I, it, frankly speaking, it seems like they may be more aligned than Kobe and Garp even are. When you get, they right probably would look it. at each other and just be like, "I can fix him," but they both say it, yeah, right? <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like, um, you know. And the other thing that a lot of people have extrapolated out with timelines and things is that it is entirely possible that Dragon and Akainu were in service together at the same time. And that just gives yes. me some, some Jujutsu Kaisen boyfriend flashback time <laughs> thoughts. And but yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of like setting up for that in terms of like Akainu has it specifically out for Dragon in a way that kind of reminds of like how Garp has it out for Roger. It's that kind of thing, that kind of dynamic. Which, which if there was like a betrayal there, I could totally mm -hmm. see that being a thing. Um, a lot of people still want a kind of to do like a like a rebellion or, or, or anything like that. And I'm like, it, it, and I'm kind of like, if he's doing anything where he's going against orders, it's to do war crimes, as we've seen. honestly. Yeah, um, I think that that's because it's already sort of been set up that he is at his wits end with the celestial dragons and they are they are really pushing him. And that's why I'm still a little bit like we still have to get to the point where we see the sorbet kingdom like we kuma has to become the king at some point so there has to be something that kind of gets us from a to b there and he's also still in the revolutionary army so it's just kind of strange it's like I, I don't get how they're going to put those pieces together like how can he be doing both right i understand well, how the tyrant been, thing will probably come about but yeah well we have we have a lot of things that still have to happen timeline wise right um mm -hmm. ivankov has to be arrested and I'm assuming at this point, just thinking about who knows what about each other. Um, I'm assuming that Ivankov is, is arrested prior to the birth of Luffy. But Kuma still has connections to Dragon before, uh, after. Does that because, work out uh, in the timeline, though? Well, Ivankov doesn't know about Luffy at all. Right. Which would track if, if they are in Impel Down during Luffy's time on the sea. Kuma, of course, 
would just immediately either recognize Luffy from being a revolutionary prior or wanted posters and knowing the full name of Dragon. Hmm. But again, that's just one of those things where it just might be a plot hole where, you know, Luffy's know. name probably should have never always been on the wanted poster. <laughs> well, the only thing that has me thinking here is that, like, we see Dragon at this point, like, 14 years ago, he has the scar. Luffy's alive at this point. Yeah, you, um, yeah, he would have to uh, be. So, yeah, I'm just kind of curious, like, if if we were going to find out about Ivankov in between then, it seems like it would have already happened. But I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, I, I don't remember how have, I'd have to reread just... Impel Down to get a better sense of, like, Ivankov, uh, like, how much time he's been yeah. down there. Yeah, that's, the, that's the tricky part. That's the tricky part, right, is Ivankov is in the recruitment page, but immediately the panels after uh, Kuma start, you know, we know it's established that Kuma's been going back to the Sorbet Kingdom. You know, we mm-hmm. do the 14 years where we actually do see the scars. Ivankov is not in those panels, so it's still very nebulous what is going on. But I mean, they're they're pretty short panels, right? We, yeah, like, that's we only what, see that's Dragon. What I mean. yeah, um, that's what I mean, is we don't yeah. know. Like, there's Sabo's a lot already of around. Right, um, yeah, I guess there would be. I guess Sabo would be around. I think so, here, 14 right? years ago. Well, uh, actually, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's still going to be a few years, because I think um, Sabo's around the same age still... as Ace. And so he's a little bit old. Like, I don't think he's old enough at that point, 14 years ago. He might be kind of like still a little kid. So it might be like just before the Sabo stuff. I'm not sure. Yeah, but either way, either way, this does make the timeline kind of funny because nobody knew Dragon had a family per Ivankov earlier. Like he was Dragon was always kind of ambiguous, but it does seem like there's already kind of like this this close knit circle in the revolutionaries. So Luffy. Well, that's why people makes people speculating that. Um, that sorry to cut you off. That uh, Dragon had a kid with Ginny, you know, uh, and that's Luffy. But I don't know. That seems kind of weird. I don't think. I think she loves Kuma. Like that's not happening. It's, also, yeah, it's. I think. I know. think this chapter for sure really, really locks it in. That like, no, she. I saw some cope though. Some people were looking at that panel where she's kind of like she has she's eating and stuff. She has like the bone in her mouth and she, and people are like it's Luffy. I'm like, no, it's it's no more. Other people can be hungry, though, <laughs> though, I will say I will say um, Bonnie's hunger is probably the still the uh, the biggest anti uh, straw hat argument you can make, because you cannot have those two on on the Thousand Sunny together. There will sure be no can. food. Sure. You no, can. no. OK. But I mean, look, I'm just imagining the hunger trio. That's uh, Luffy, Chopper and Bonnie. Imagine all those panels where they're yeah, uh, eaten. Yeah, the, the food supplies are just going to go bone dry every every 20 minutes. We'll figure it out. How did she do it on her own ship? She can pull her weight. That's 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 true. I mean, I just want I mean, to she she, she can she can at least, you know, go without, you know, she doesn't immediately shut down if she doesn't eat immediately, unlike Luffy. But yeah, but also unlike Luffy, she's not starting, you know, revolutionary takeovers of dictatorships on a weekly basis. So that's that's true. Luffy is putting in the labor. That's that <laughs> that is true. He's burning those calories. Uh, and wow, is a lot of this stuff starting to crystallize in terms of like, you know, why this why Saturn is a little bit like, ah, whatever, who cares about her? You know, it's like how she's able to sneak into Marie Joie, like all this stuff with her being, you know, Bonnie just essentially being such a, an afterthought, right? And of course, like it, it totally makes sense now that we have seen it make sense, I guess. But now that we've kind of gotten past like a lot of that weird baggage of like, you know, is she really his daughter? But like, 
she never quite looked like him. <laughs> I know some people looked at that like distorted future thing where she kind of like looks like a buccaneer and we're like, well, that that proves it. She's she's buccaneer. And it's like, nah, well, I mean, it doesn't make it, sense. If it's distorted future, then it's just the distorted future where she's yeah. actually his kid. It actually right? disproves like, not, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like, like oh, Akuma could, was my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could totally make that argument. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that we don't have a break is great. Uh, this was a shorter chapter. So I imagine the real meat and potatoes is to come uh mm -hmm. in, the, in the next chapter but i uh i'm dreading it i'm dreading it we do not have many chapters left of the year though too so i'm curious uh if we're gonna just if this is it if we're getting like one more flashback chapter two more flashback I chapters know. or if we're just gonna drag this out to get to the end of the year just so that we start fresh back on egghead in january i think i think it's got to be at least two to three more chapters maybe four um because they're, they're still they have been zipping through the time line here and i don't think it's going to take that much to explain like how does he become a warlord i think is going to be toward the end of this but yeah i don't know i could see there being like a whole chapter dedicated to the vegapunk stuff i mean i think the next chapter will be all the explanation of bonnie then there'll be a chapter all about vegapunk and then maybe one more chapter about like the fallout of all of that and then that could be and, where and we then finally that you know. transitions us back in because you know there's going to be like a cut back into the moment Mm -hmm. there, there just has to be Rabani is just like saturn you raped my mother and mm -hmm. so i'm going to hurt you that would be that would be genuinely the bleakest thing in, in one piece like we've seen some really bleak stuff um a lot of a lot of suggestive uh, suggestive stuff but uh man that would be that would be particular i mean I, it's been implied before it's I think implied. with like Amazon Lily, I think yeah. with like just slaves in general. That, in this yeah, story. that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at is like I, I think the series is capable of bearing this kind of weight without having to make it exploitative, which is my if we have to do this, I hope it manages to stick that landing. We we shall uh, see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's about all I had though. I didn't really have too much to speculate on besides all this. I mean, do you, I love Jenny. I, I think she's cool and nice. I, I think the death flags are waving in her face. I don't think she stands a chance, but I'd love to be proven wrong <laughs> and for us to find out that she's okay. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I mean, if she's okay, then that throws everything into, into a, a it'd be a weird. It wouldn't, it wouldn't fit based on, um, I do like yeah. though that one of the things we see repeatedly is is Ginny Simps, you know, always coming around the church and everything. But we also see that they do seem to be pretty friendly with Kuma. Like all things considered, like they are in the jail cell with him. We mm -hmm. know that at least a couple of them will go on to be, you know, on Bonnie's crew as well. It really does seem like Kuma kind as, of a Doflamingo situation. Yeah. Hey, you know what that kind of reminds us of, Travis? Mm -hmm. Doflamingo, celestial dragon. Is Bonnie a celestial dragon, Travis? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It actually makes questions. so much sense, Travis. It would it would be okay. So you remember when she turned into that dowager Connie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? I mean, that would be royalty, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, it fits. So, so we've never really gotten into that I, unless that's distorted future as well. I guess that's possible. No, but I think the, I think you're on the right track people, there. Other people recognized it. Oda, this is what happens when Oda just makes some some stuff up as a bit and then has to try to make it fit <laughs> fit later. And he's he's written himself into a weird spiral and, and it sends me spiraling. Um, that would be interesting. Would 
I mean, if she's a celestial dragon, you know, if if we entertain your very your very bleak theory there, um, the behavior is very weird because you know we we've all kind of accepted Shanks being descended from the celestial dragons pretty much as law now, and the Gorosei still give Shanks a certain level of respect. It, provided that's who we saw in, in the room. I know we've we've kicked that idea around before too, but you know, presumably Occam's razor, that Shanks that goes to meet with the Gorosei before Nico wakes. And th- they don't show that to Bonnie at all. No, they don't. Hmm. So so that that's weird. But again, you know, we're, we're nitpicking details and trying to thread things together that haven't been threaded together yet. So you know maybe it's just reading too much into stuff that hasn't been cleared up yet but man jewelry bonnie is genuinely one of the biggest enigmas of the series and i and i would not have said that back when she was introduced no no she was just like eating pizza and saving zoro from you know hey look there's some more like full circle like who would know about celestial dragons more than her right yeah I mean, at this point, she knows at least a little bit, right? Because she does have a relationship with Kuma. And I mean, it makes you wonder how much of this was planned out in terms of like, we'd only just met Kuma the arc before. And Oda has said that he came up with the supernovas right, like right before writing yeah, that like arc. Like in a fever dream. Yeah. So like, if it's, it does kind of fit, you know, that all this stuff is coalescing at this point when he is mirroring so much of Sabaudi in this. Yeah, you know, it's it's it is a testament to his to his own particular creativity that like these characters he introduced to kind of liven up an arc he thought was going to be slow, not only helped to make that arc particularly memorable for us, but they gave him a bunch of different little threads to play with over the course of the series. And we've seen them go in so many different directions. Um, You know, Bonnie wasn't planned, you know, (laughs) maybe literally. (laughs) And uh Look, look at what he's been able to do with that. He, he's taken that little, you know, creative thread that really wasn't meant to do too much and turned it into this big web of connections to to characters we've thought about for a really, really long time to to dragon. And, you know, it, it, because being connected to dragon to back to Luffy originally, too. It's just so impressive to see that kind of like happen in real time to to really see like. You know, we, we talk a lot, um, not not necessarily like in, in anime spaces, but in like media criticism. Um, I'm a, you know, a, a reformed Star Wars fan. So there's a lot of talk about about like, oh, you need to have a plan. You have to have the whole thing planned out before, you know, you even put pen to paper before you ever take you shoot a scene before you ever, you know, you have to know exactly how but then we find out. Right. That like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, way more of it was just figured out on the spot than 100%. people assumed. Yeah, 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 even even stuff like Breaking Bad, like Breaking Bad was not this like master Bible of, you know, exactly how many seasons, exactly how many episodes like the the, the creative writing process is a process. Sometimes you find something doesn't work and you have to pivot. You find something that you didn't expect to work. Oda Oda's been on the record before that he had zero plans for law to be involved in the story. Uh, post time skip basically at all and his popularity from Saba Odi and his brief appearance during Marineford like radically changed Oda's perspective on that character and and we got a great story out of that 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some of the some of the coolest fights uh, in the series. I think that fight with Big Mom, where like in the in the very final moment, he does that silence attack and thinks of Corazon. I think that's one of the best like full circle things the series has ever done. And that only happened because Oda th- took threw a thing out there that he didn't think was going to be that big of a deal. People came back and said, "Hey, this is great. What else do you got on this guy?" Yeah. And he had to think about it. And, and and it's it's so lovely to see that process play out um, over the course of this series and to see it roost in in this. I mean, we wouldn't have Ginny in this story without Bonnie being created. We probably wouldn't get Egghead is the way that it is now. It, it's kind of amazing, like just how much like like Otis had all these big ideas, but in the refinement process. Uh, I mean, it's compelling. It's genuinely compelling. I, I I'm scared of what next week brings but <laughs> but like oh, i can't boy. wait to get there no but you're totally right i i know firsthand as an author writing fantasy like you can do all the outlining in the world and you should like people should outline things like you kind of need to uh it's just people don't understand how a lot of people don't understand like how to like really outline they think that it's just like and this is going to happen this is going to happen and it's like you're trying to do blueprints it's like it's not really how it works like most of the time your best ideas just happen organically like while you're kind of just sitting with something and being like you know what i could do this and uh, something that i didn't even consider before or you can like kind of pay attention to what's working what's not working as you're doing it and yeah it's not a science it's it's just pure art and so people people treat it like a math equation a lot when it comes to like storytelling, no. uh, you know, we, we worry a lot about the plot and not so much about the story because we're trying to solve the math equation. Like it doesn't really matter at the end of all of this if there is an explanation for the Connie thing in, in Mary Joa. It doesn't really matter if the payoff for the main plot beats works, right? If we if we all cry when Ginny dies and Kuma's already incredibly moving crying face gets even worse like that's gonna be more important than whether or not it all works right so so again i mean this is why we have a whole podcast about this (laughs) manga basically well speaking of which that's about our cue um but and we will be back and uh, again we have we have some good stuff in the discord if you want some supplemental theorizing i put some things out there involving laughs and laugh tail um some things involving a certain straw hat pirate named frankie we got all, we got all kinds of good stuff uh so don't forget to check out the discord the link is in the show notes and travis get ready this is it this is it and Godo, we trust or I guess yeah. try to. That, that's it. Yeah. We, we have to believe in him. <laughs> <laughs>